all the other guys were like, fuck, 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 fuck. This is going to be so embarrassing. And in the back of your head, you're thinking, I fuck for a living. You understand? Like, this is, this is easy. Yeah. And it wasn't. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Gab Helen. Hey everybody and welcome to Porn and Coffee. Thomas Gavelin here from PlugRush.com and with me in the under end of this line is Jay Cupida from WhyNot.com. Yay! How are things today? Hey, you know what? I'd complain, but who would listen? So I'm going to just say that I am also super fantastic just like yourself, my friend. Ah, I'm going to coin that thing. I think I'm going to print my own t-shirt with super fantastic just to make the world a little bit better. Which reminds me, I need to have that shirt that uh, we discussed before that's got just your image on it. So if you have that in production, I plan on wearing it. Absolutely. Yep. We, have a, we have a guest on today. We have another male porn star. And yes. uh, this one, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this one. It's Mr. Derek Pierce. Yeah, he's done a ton of films. He's a fitness mm. guy. Uh, he directs. Uh, he's got his finger in a lot of pies, literally and figuratively. <laughs> that is true. He's a big fan <laughs> of comic books, and uh, he has done a bunch of parodies uh, in uh, in the XXX genre. There, I mean, I, I I can. It's easier for us to mention the one that he didn't went to, uh, yeah. and I know one of them we're gonna hear <laughs> that, yeah, that he didn't he do. It's to play a lot of villains. You know, this guy's got kind of the dream job for a lot of people. So he's got a kind of the dream body for many people too, I guess. So it kind yeah. of fits in there. With all this martial arts stuff going on, and also the MMI fight, fighting uh, back in the day, so uh, this is this is a, a full package here, ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. In a matter of speaking, in many ways of speaking. So yeah, we're going to be talking to Derek Pierce today, and uh, I think we've got some good things coming up. So follow us right after the commercials, and we will be right back after this. Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Razzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Whiskey, Babe, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on face sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Romo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay face sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze. Adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, base up CPM, PPS, Redshare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check it Morning Coffee is sponsored by the Gaelic WWW Conference, taking place June 19 to 22, 2017, in beautiful Ireland. This unique event provides a simply amazing venue and environment for networking, closing business deals, and forging new strategic partnerships. Let the Gaelic WWW Conference be a part of your continued journey towards your path to success. We hope to see you there. All right, everybody, we're back. Thank you very much for joining us for this edition of Porn and Coffee. And uh, we are going the male talent route again. We have porn star Derek Pierce with us. Many of you know him. Uh, some of you might not. But uh, we're going to kind of dig deep and find out uh, a lot of what's going on with this guy, and we're really excited to have you here, Derek. So thanks a lot for joining us. Oh, man, it was my pleasure to skip my morning workout at 9 o'clock and 
talk to you two guys instead. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. So sorry you missed your workout. <laughs> Truth be told, I got up a little early because I have cardio equipment at my house. And so I just sat in my TV room and, and did cardio instead. Okay. Okay, you got yeah. it. You got something done. That's that's the most important part. <laughs> well, the beauty of it is, is that you know what? You look like you could actually skip a few workouts here and there. So I'm not really crying too much here. <laughs> well, I, you know, as much as I wish I could, I, I'm naked for a living. So there's really nowhere to hide and ask. Does this make me look fat? <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's go back to the beginning, then, Derek. Like the the age old question: uh, How did you get into the porn industry? Um, well, I, you know, the short version was I was dating a girl who uh, had an interest in being in the business, and she didn't know what capacity. At the time, I was uh, a trainer of sorts, okay. and um, I'm a lot more social than she was. And so we decided to go check out the show. She was a uh, uh, had been modeling lingerie at the time, and she met a bunch of people, and I met a bunch of people. And about a year later, she started talking to me about, you know. Uh, you need to kind of get involved with this business, but behind the scenes. Okay. And much like mm. most professions, nobody really wants to teach you how to do their job. No. You know, like, hey, I'm a cameraman. Let me show you exactly what I do for a living so you can do it too. Mm. That's right. not really how the world works. Nope. So people keep asking me, yeah. So people keep asking me if, if I was talent, and I'm like, talent? No. I mean, I mean, I'm talented, but no. I'm, I'm the dude that jerks off to this shit in the corner. I'm just here for the... And, um, and so we, we talked about it a couple of times, and her first response was, um, you're not fucking girls for a living. And I was like, hey, don't shoot the messenger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talked about right. the financial aspects of it, and she was like, well, can you do it? And right, that's the age-old question, isn't it? You know, every dude has sat at home in his living room, laptop, basement, when his mom's been cooking dinner, and uh, thought, maybe I could actually do that job. How hard could it really be? Until yeah, somebody yeah. steps to you and says, here's the girl, there's the cameraman, there's the PA, and the lighting guy, okay, whip your dick out, let's go. Yeah, right. That's then the hard the part. Can- yeah and or not the hard part Uh. (laughs) right um you know did you have trouble out of the gate did you have trouble the first few times uh no i got really 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 lucky uh i actually lied my way onto my first porn set nice as talent a friend of mine owned a company called dvsx way back in the day and uh i i told him in in a uh, you know in a passing like hey by the way i'm shooting now and he's like oh who are you shooting for and i was like oh i you know doing content with so-and-so and he's like oh i know them and i'm like okay let me just text these fools and tell them to lie for me he tries to check my my credentials <laughs> and, um, so he was like cool like next week you're gonna shoot for guy capo and uh you know do the scene and all right and i was like yeah sure i think yeah. i showed up with a heart on i was so nervous but um <laughs> Uh, the, the girl's name was Vanessa Lane, and she was a fucking knockout. I mean, mm-hmm. just like, you know, yeah. the, the one that you'd be like, shut up, this is my job. Yeah. Like, that was that chick. And so the first time went really well, and the, the um, you know, preceding times went well uh, in addition, and the rest just kind of, you know, moved from there. I got I got lucky out the gate and had some decent support, and yeah. I am. Well, it made a difference, obviously, that you had someone gorgeous that you could, you know, work with. I mean, who knows what could have happened if you 
didn't like her or if there was something funky about her uh, or if there was just a problem. I mean, any one of these things can be an issue, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. And and it does happen. Uh, most of the time, your first time out or your first couple times out, they kind of give you some softballs. Um, no, pun intended. No. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but I mean, for the most part, yeah, that's the job. And people seem to forget that sometimes that no matter what happens at the end of the day, nobody gives a shit about how you feel. This is a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. I mean, obviously being able to get it up on command is of the utmost importance. How important are looks, physical build, I mean, all that stuff. I mean, you've obviously achieved a lot of success, you know, uh, but in order to just be a working male porn talent, not even a star, just working talent, how important is all that other stuff in the grand scheme? Listen, there's something to be said for the the hedgehogs of the world, right? Um, Right. Because they do have a place, but... I think for the most part, I don't think people really want to see ugly people fuck. I mean, oh, sure. that, you know, you know what I mean. It's a, if you go to a nudist camp, it's always the wrong people that are fucking naked. And, <laughs> oh, I know. And just, <laughs> yeah, damn, will you put a t-shirt on a fucking yeah, yeah, a tablecloth, a napkin, something? And, yeah. Thank you me, very me much. And, me and Jay get that all the time. So. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I've, I've removed the mirrors out of my house just so I don't have to look at myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, 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 nobody wants to go and, and see a mediocre dude get, you know, be an action star on, on camera. So why would you want to see a mediocre right. cat? Fuck. But there is a right. niche for that. You know what I mean? It's just very small. Yeah. So I think for the most part, when you're dealing with the features and the, the bigger things, you have to have something going for you. And since I don't have a 10-inch dick... I got to have other shit going for me. You really don't seem to be suffering in that department or in any department, Derek. I mean, I'll be honest. I did a little bit of research. I mean, you know, I appreciate that. But, you know, when you stand next to to other dudes like Prince Yashua and shit like that, I'm like, seriously, get that thing away from me. Are you fucking crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Got its own fucking zip code. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not crossing swords with that one. That is true. It's hard not to. I keep tripping over it every time we do a scene around. <laughs> hard to see that. Okay. But what do you think then? I mean, uh, for better and for worse, uh, have you seen any changes in the adult industry like over the years and um, particularly video and content production? Yeah, sure. I've seen a lot of things. When I first got in the business, I kind of – I feel that I was getting in, you know, getting on the bus at the the end of the line, so to speak. You know, it was. Ooh. I guess if there was a golden age, and this is my opinion, but if there was a golden age, that was it, right? Because, you know, money was falling from the sky, and everybody had a job, and you right. couldn't give away scenes when after like a year or two of me being in the business there were so many scenes because it was oversaturated and people thought the money was going to never dry up yeah. what years what years uh, about like probably like 2009 okay 2000 yeah. between 2008 when i first started or 7 when i first yeah started um to 2009ish yeah i mean those were like the shit when i first got in the business Contract girl was the thing to be. Like everybody mm. was was jockeying for Vivid or for Wicked or for, you know, Hustler, whoever, because you wanted a career, right? Like that was the deal. Like if I hustle hard enough, I can get a steady paycheck. I can get a company behind me that's going to help push me and I'm going to develop 
a career that's going to last a, a long period of time. Now everybody's on that mercenary tip. You know what I mean? We all want to be murked out. We all want to, you know, go to the highest bidder and do the job that, you know, others maybe can't do. And and that's understandable when you're trying to, to you know, increase your financial stability. But uh, I don't think that people get involved in the business for the same attributes that they used to. Right. I'm pretty candid about stuff. So when those girls used to con, you know, used to be uh, uh, vying for for a contract, nowadays it's get your numbers up on on free ones and the bigger companies because of your off-camera activities. And if you want to put two and two together, you can figure that out. Um, yeah. You know, you want to make right. your, your private sector popularity, you know, as as tangible as the public sector. Well, you know, this actually brings me to another question here. Uh, since you're obviously going to be doing this for your career with the acting and the directing for, you know, I'm sure you've got a shelf life of many years ahead of you still. You know, let's take it back a little bit on some of your training with your history with MMA fighting, dancing and fitness. <laughs> you know, a lot of that has obviously helped your career uh, as it's shaped you physically. You know, kind of tell us about that. I mean, I don't know that there's a lot of information out there about your your previous careers, so to speak. Um, so, uh, I, I taught martial arts for almost 17 years. I taught Taekwondo wow. and Hapkido and did a couple of years of judo, did a couple of years of capoeira, boxed for about seven years. And then I got involved with uh, mixed martial arts completely by accident. I was shooting a commercial for uh, a product and I was covering a friend of mine who was really sick so he had to go he was going to go do the demo stuff and I ended up jumping in and doing the demo for the product and it was for a couple of of big wigs in in that business and so I kind of got to know some of the the guys that are popular at that time and then the same friend actually hooked me up with uh, a couple of mixed martial arts fighters. And at the time, I had no – I was a casual MMA guy. Like I just watched it because it was on. It wasn't you know, my function or anything like that. And um, so I started doing their strength and conditioning programming, which then turned into you know, helping them with, with some basic striking. Then that turned into me coaching a few guys and cornering a few guys at WEC, which was the for the lighter divisions, it was the precursor to UFC. I was really, really fortunate um, with the group that I fell in with. All these guys were sick, sick ground game guys, you know, amazing grapplers. And I was doing their stand-up and then I was, you know, first corner for a couple of them and you know, I was able to be involved with a lot of those guys over the years. So I've been really fortunate in that realm. And then I'm also NASM certified for uh, PT, for personal training. I owned a martial arts school at one point in time, and I'm in the process of opening another fitness facility. Actually, we just started the paperwork, so hopefully by December it'll be opened up. Nice. Wow. Congrats, man. Thank you. Because all, all of this... Uh fighting and all of this uh, building of your body i mean that fits really good together with some of the titles that you've been in i mean <laughs> there's so many comic book parodies out there and i mean it's probably easier for us to mention the one that you haven't been into <laughs> than um, the one that you have been the, into. yeah the only one that i really haven't done so far has been suicide squad and i've been giving asshole shit about <laughs> it and i told him that I'm going to kick his ass when I see him because he cut me out of that fucking movie. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Are you for hire in that regard? Because I got a few people I think I'd like you to go after for I, me as well. I'm, I'm sure we can work <laughs> something out. Sweet. Hey, you know, just so I can get just so I can get an idea. 
Like, how big are you physically? Uh, how big are you physically? I'm, I'm uh, six feet tall, and uh, normally I'm right around 220. And I just – I had back surgery two and a half months ago, so I lost, like, a little bit of weight. I lost, like, about 10 pounds. So I'm between two, around 215 now. Do you know what your, your body fat percentage um, is? Yeah, I just did it um, a few weeks ago after my, my surgery, and uh, yeah. it's 14%. That's high for me. Normally, I'm rocking between 10 and 12%, and the best I've ever been is about 8.5%. Wow, that's insane. I think I'm 21. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or anything. I'm about 20 I'm myself, yeah. That's better than that. <laughs> it gets harder as you get older. It's, it's, never, it's never an easy road. I mean, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken. I'm 42, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're but tell us then about your appreciation for comic books. Yeah. I mean, how did it all came together? I know you you are really obsessed with Deadpool, yeah. and that was one of the um, the paradise you uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I, uh, there's there's a director in the business. Uh, he's kind of like in and out of the business. Uh, Eli Cross, who's done a shit ton of movies. Yeah. Um, and he's uh, yeah. one of my mentors uh, over the years. That's been really helpful in general. And when all the comic book stuff started, he was writing a lot of the stuff that the Axel was doing, and he was, you know, first camera and or directing, etc. And Bryn is is mm. a, a, a basically a, a walking encyclopedia of of comic, you know. And so yeah. as I started to get my feet wet in that realm, we did the Star Wars movie, um, and that's kind of where it started. He just started looking at me and was like, "You can be pretty much any dude, like bad guy." Good guy because they can paint me, you know, sketch me, costume me. It doesn't matter. I'm bald, and you know what I mean. You could do whatever you want, and that's what they started. Right. Yeah. So every time I would get in, involved with Axel, that's what it was about. But when they brought me the Deadpool role, um, actually, no, when they brought me uh, the Iron Man role, Brent had come to me and said, uh, "I think you should be Mandarin," and I'm like, "All right." And so I started googling the shit, and I was like, "Um, you know, he's like." Asian. He's like Chinese, right? And, and he's like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, you know that I'm not. And he's like, yeah. And I was, he's like, hey, listen, I think you should do that role. You should figure out what it takes. And I'm like, what it takes? I don't know. New genetics? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, like, there was a John Wayne movie years ago where they made him Chinese or something like that, I think. Yeah. And so um, I text Axel. At the time, and I go, you know what? I go, what are we going to do for this movie? He goes, oh, we had to rewrite it. We have no Asian guys. And I was like, well, let me show you something. And I had a girlfriend of mine who was uh, a, a makeup artist. And I called her and I said, Renee, I need you to make me Asian. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah. Oh my so we got some eye prosthetics um, and got a wig and basically give, gave me a better looking Ming the Merciless. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, it was really cool. Axel saw the pictures and lost his fucking mind and was like, this is the shit. This is what we're doing. And from there on, it was easy. But so to get back to your question, see, when I grew up, I, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm not 20, and there were legitimate comic books at the time. And over the years, you got into the Supermans and Spider-Mans. And I was big time, you know, into Spider-Man when I was growing up because they had, the, the, you know, the cartoons to go with the comics and everything else so then you've kind of fast forward and that had died down and there's a lot of people that really uh seem to still be very keen on that and so once i started doing these roles i just started consuming the comic books again and when i got to deadpool i was like 
this dude is amazing. Like, I love this guy. He's yeah. fucking awesome. He talks to the reader in the video game. He talks to the player. He He's yeah. an absolute pervert through and through. Like, you know, he's like, I'll free you, but can I touch your tits real quick? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> and I loved it. Every yeah. aspect of it. And so when the, when the, uh, role came up, I was like, duh, that's a fucking no brainer, you know? So, and then over time we, I did so many more, I played crossbones, I did Bane. I, there's a couple more. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but anytime there was a, a nemesis, I can play that nemesis. I'm also a little bit bigger than most of the guys in the business or as big. So as Lex Luthor, when you put me in front of Superman, which was Ryan Driller, I'm a little, we're about the same height, but I'm a little bit wider than him. So it's a face-off, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it looks good on camera because of our size. Right on. Yeah. But you, you, your acting career, I mean, you won Best Actor in 2016 for your part in um, Magic Mike, didn't you? Or then this Magic oh, Mike. talking about for x right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did. And, and that's cool. I, the Magic Mike movie, I got to tell you, that probably is the most fun and the most interesting movie I've done so far outside of Deadpool. But that's because it's a comic and I love the comic, right? So when the yeah. movie first came out, whatever that was, 13, 14, whatever year that was, we all went to go see it. It was me, Brad, a couple of the people and all the Wicked Girls, Jessica and Asa and, and whoever the other Wicked Girls were at the time. And... Jess knew that I could dance already because I had done another Wicked movie where I had to dance for them. And yeah. so throughout the whole movie, Jess kept looking down at me and staring and pointing at the, at the screen and looking at Brad. And when we left, she's like, we have to do this fucking movie. And Brad's like, no way. We can't. It's too late. You know what I mean? It's already done. Uh, yeah, yeah. So then when they found out there was going to be a part two, Brad you know, was like, let's shoot this movie. And I was like, I'm down. Let's do it. And uh, I told Brad, I said, I always wanted to be a fly on the wall when you you pitched that to the wicked owner, Steve Ornstein. Like, Steve, listen, I got this great idea. There's going to be like seven male yeah. leads in the movie. And Steve goes, um, you know we shoot straight porn, right, Brad? Like, you know what I mean? But it, it was a lot of fun. The guys took the roles really seriously. They really, you know, we rehearsed and, you know, did all that kind of stuff. And I thought... That it was so much fun and it was so interesting to watch all of us, myself included, get nervous about going on stage in front of all the extras and being a stripper. Like we were petrified. Right. And I think the only one that wasn't petrified was Tommy Gunn because Tommy was a stripper for a long ass time and he did such a good right. job. Um, but <laughs> all the other guys were like, fuck, 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 fuck. This is going to be so embarrassing. And in the back of your head, you're thinking, I fuck for a living. You understand? Like this is what the, this is easy, yeah. and it wasn't. We were all so paranoid about it. It's all this dance moves and stuff, and choreography and stuff. I mean, it, it's that is even harder, I think, maybe than to actually fuck it from sometimes. A camera. Not yeah. that I know, but sometimes for sure it, <laughs> it is. You know, be. it's but I, that's what made it so much fun. And I thought the movie turned out amazing, and I know that financially it's done really well. And it was cool to do something, you know, that was a little bit off the beaten path, you know what I mean? They were really catering to the fact that girls would watch it and buy it. Is there a special niche for movies like this, like the the comic book movies and this one? Or is it mainstream in the porn world as uh, most of the others? Um, well, obviously, I think there's a huge niche for, for comic book movies. You know what I mean? If you go to Comic-Con yeah. now, there's so yeah. much sexual undertone, just in the costumes and... Yeah. 
you know, and all that stuff. And, and that's how a lot of people, you know, know us, right? Like if we do these comic book movies, nobody says, oh my God, I saw you in Asian Attack Part 12. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> nobody, nobody does that, you know what I mean? But they'll all say, dude, your Magic Mike was fucking dope. You as Deadpool or Bane or whatever, that shit was so on point. Your costumes were amazing. They remember those. Yeah. They don't remember the other shit. Hey, tell us about um, your newly launched uh, website, DerekPierce.com. Um, what, what is that about? What, what are you going to do there? <laughs> the site is uh, still in, in um, uh, functionality stage right now, so I, I haven't been pushing it, but it, it, is, it is up. It's just still being worked on. But basically what happened was over the years, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of friends, uh, male friends, that ask me questions, everything from, you know, sex and and dating to how do you talk to women and you know how is that girl to talk to or to to be around or and and they're kind of like interested and then they also start fishing for information i have a very close friend of mine named angel and uh, he hates it that i say his name but i don't care (laughs) and i have now coined angel as what i call my anecdotal muse because Everything that I started doing is because of Angel. Angel is in his early 30s. He's got two kids. He uh, got divorced and was back on the dating scene and hated it. He doesn't like it. It's not his MO. You know what I mean? He's kind of like that. I want to date somebody. I want to have somebody there. And, you know, I just don't know how to do it. He's like, I've been married since I was 20 years old. And Mm. so we started kind of going over approaches and things like that. And it's not. Angel's like a, a good guy. This is the dude you call at 2 o'clock in the morning to come pick you up from some isolated spot that nobody else would even think to come get you at. <laughs> I know someone like Yeah, that. he doesn't ask you any questions or anything. Not like, Jesus, what the fuck happened? He's like, all right, man, just, does. just shoot me the address. Yeah. I'm, I'm on my way. I know it's two hours away. I'm coming for you. You know what I mean? That's uh, Angel. So his heart is amazing. But – it's very difficult to see because he's not what you'd call a social butterfly by any means of the, of the term. So it's like, how do you relay that to a guy in his 30s? And how do you get that to uh, transition into conversation with females? And that's what started the whole DerekPierce.com thing. It's basically is a resource for guys who want to be able to bridge the gap of communication between men and women more effectively. And it's not a pickup artist site. I can't stand those fucktards. They drive me up to because I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. If, if all you're trying to do is is fuck, it comes down to enough alcohol and enough money. I mean that that's just the nature of the beast. You know, people make horrible decisions when those two things are involved. But that's not what it's about. Yeah, but bad decisions often lead to good times. They could. They could, but then what happens when when you want something different, when you realize that you actually dig that girl and you've met her on false pretenses or somebody yeah. else's bullshit-ass lines on how to get them in bed and they realize three dates in that um, you're a fucking liar and there's nothing about what you said or did that was even remotely true. And you're not trying to be necessarily an asshole. You just don't know any better because you weren't taught any better. And that's the gap that I want to bridge. I want to give guys the legitimate opportunity to have real communication with real females and develop an acquaintanceship and things of that nature. And that way, if they want something more, they know how to go about getting it effectively. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that makes sense. You know, I want to actually, uh, something for the fans here, Derek, let's talk about 
some of your favorite actresses that you've worked with on set before. Can you give us a few names? I mean, obviously, it's going to be tough since you've worked with so many different women, and there's always the fear of leaving someone out who deserves kudos. But I have certainly like my tops, and some girls do get left out accidentally. But the ones that always seem to roll off my tongue, uh, the easiest are uh, Jessica Drake is fucking phenomenal in every aspect of the word. Asa Akira is is the exact same thing. I, you know, you just can't say enough good things about the two of them. Phoenix Marie is ridiculously sexy as sexy as she is is as much of a smart ass as she is too so it makes the days really interesting i think she's severely underrated you know i don't think she gets enough uh industry attention that she should those are the ones that that kind of pop into my head just because of longevity you know there's uh, i worked with gina valentina yesterday or the day before and she's super fun you know great attitude super cute you know but those those kind of girls like like that um Cherie Deville all those kind of girls that have been around and made a mark oh Kendra Lust Kendra Lust is wow mm. something else yeah um, love her you know and obviously just by those names I'm kind of more into the grown woman thing as opposed to the TV bopper thing sure. um, what about the what about bad stuff that happens <laughs> I mean can you give us a good horror story or Maybe three. No, you don't need to name any names or anything of that. But like, it, it could be from the set in public um, or anything related to to anything in, sure, in the yeah, job. Yeah, you, the hazards. Oh, the hazards. Well, I did the scene I just shot for um, Holly Randall for Digital Playground a couple weeks ago. They were great. Like Holly and the crew were great. But it was me and Jada Stevens in the middle of a valley in Malibu. And you think Malibu, the beach, but no. Malibu, before the beach, it was around 105 degrees. We were both in full costumes that were like Dungeons and Dragons type stuff. She has on at least 15 to 20 pounds of chain mail, including like a headdress. And we have to fuck on a rock. That's it. Like on a rock. Wow. And there was like a rock and a gurney pad blanket, and that was it. And it's like, fuck you, do your job. And it was the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Razor, Reality King. Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Whiskey, Babes, Wicked, K-Pub, and more on the sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Romo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay page sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, page up CPM, PPS, Redshare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check Morning Coffee is sponsored by the David WWW Conference, taking place June 19 to 22, 2017, in beautiful Ireland. This unique event provides a simply amazing venue and environment for networking, closing business deals, and forging new strategic partnerships. Let the David WWW Conference be a part of your continued journey towards your path to success. We hope to see you there. Well, I think we need to end it very soon here. But um, like, if if there is um, 
someone that you have not made a scene with yet? Is there like any dream stars like out there that you really should love to make a movie with that you have not done yet? Like yeah, any- super old school. Sika. Oh. Sika hit me up on Twitter, like just like followed me or whatever. And I got like so excited. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Sika just followed me on Twitter. Yeah. And nobody knows who she is because she's a, a classic. Well, you do. But she's a classic porn star. Yeah. And then she also followed me on Facebook the other day. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God! Yeah. Us now. I met her. I met her in 2009 yeah. at a smaller conference in Houston, and it was crazy because I've known her name since the early 80s. Right. So there's still a chance then. He's going to be the Sophia Loren of porn. She still looks good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Derek, for taking part of uh, this episode of Porn and Coffee. Oh, man, it was my pleasure. Yeah, we had so much fun. And for the rest of the listeners, we are back, of course, next week with a brand new episode of Pouring Coffee. Until then, remember to work hard, uh, be good to people, and uh, don't get lost or killed. Thank you. Ciao. (laughs) (laughs) Ciao. Thank you for listening to Pouring Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week. Plugrush.com, a self-serve traffic network where you can buy, sell, and trade traffic. PlugRush.com, moving traffic forward.